0: The show business, which is so incorporated into our view of Christian work today, has caused us to drift far from our Lord's conception of discipleship. It is instilled in us to think that we have to do exceptional things for God. We have not. We have to be exceptional in ordinary things, to be holy in mean streets, among mean people, surrounded by sordid sinners, that is not learned in five minutes. That's what Oswell Chambers said so long ago, but relevant to our work in discipleship today.
1: Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. Sabbath School U. A weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world.
0: I'm Brendan Albury and this is Sabbath School University. Great to have you guys here for this discussion and as a p- panel participants. Before we get into it, uh, I want to ask you uh, where you're from, but first off with your name. Tell us where you're coming from and what are you studying?
2: All right. um, my name is Noemi Kapushi. I'm from upstate New York, and I'm studying marketing and graphic design.
1: Welcome. Thank you. My name is Morris Thompson. I'm from Washington, DC. I'm studying my master's in divinity. Welcome.
3: Okay. My name is Andrea Campbell. I'm from the Cayman Islands. And I'm doing my master's in secondary education.
0: Wonderful. Welcome. Mm -hmm. All of you guys, welcome. Well, before we get into our discussion, there's only two more things we do. We're going to ask, please, uh, Noemi, if you can read the scripture and then pray for us.
2: All right. Um, Our Bible text comes from Mark chapter 1, verses 16 through 18, and it reads. And as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. So, Let us pray. Draga jó menyei köszönjük, hogy idába Ba napon. Um, kérünk szépen arra mostan, hogy legyél mi velünk, ahogy a te szavadat fogjuk tanulni, hogy a Szentlélek mi velünk legyen és hogy megbírjuk érteni, amit tanulunk. Köszönjük, hogy meghallgattad az imáinkat. Mink szeretünk tégedet. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. That's a wonderful prayer. Was that Hungarian? Yes, it was. Oh, wow. Great. So let's start, guys. First question. What is ordinary? Does ordinary mean poor? Does ordinary have a definition besides the Webster's definition? Tell me in your words, what is ordinary?
2: Well, I personally think ordinary, ordinary means simple. Um, I don't really think that it goes with poor, but more like it's just very simple, you know. Nothing very um, confusing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I go along those lines. I really think ordinary means um, just being real, um, no distinctive features, um, you know, just blending in. You
3: know. Yeah, I feel that the same way, like, blending in. Um, nothing that really deviates too much from the norm, uh, and, uh, like, something that, that wouldn't be unusual. Like, okay. it, it doesn't really stand out, like, oh, that's this is a normal mug, like. You know, there's nothing super fancy about it. It doesn't have diamonds um, and Mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, and that's, like, I don't think it necessarily means poor because I don't think this is, um, like, you have to be poor to be able to get this or you have to be rich. It's just, you know, normal.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. ordinary. And the reason I ask is because, you know, the study Mm -hmm. simply, you know, seems to imply that uh, these men were ordinary. And, um And a lot of people interpret that the disciples were just ordinary folks. Mm -hmm. But if you look at their story, their background, you know, it wasn't the case. They all came Mm -hmm. from different aspects or uh, I would say venues or arenas in life. And so I want to ask you, how did Jesus use simple situations to make disciples and transform their lives?
3: Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that Jesus was very uh, down down to earth. Like, I, my mind goes to the woman at the well. Uh, Jesus approached her, and she didn't really expect him to talk to her since he was a Jew, but he spoke to her, and he told her about her her life and, and her story, mm-hmm. and Jesus, like, she could relate to Jesus she's like, oh here's a man that really cares about me because he's telling me all this stuff that I've held and you know she was able to be transformed and she went and she she was in a sense a disciple for for him because she went around talking to the whole town about Jesus Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know coming from uh, DC
1: right (laughs) yeah
0: you know, they have this anthem, Ordinary People, yep. written by a, a, a great piano player. What mm-hmm. is ordinary people necessary a bad thing to be ordinary?
1: Um, I don't think so. You know, I don't think so. I think being ordinary um, allows you to open up to more people. Let's look at celebrities, for instance. Celebrities, we would say they're extraordinary, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, how many of us have actually met um, some celebrities, like Will Smith or... Um, or uh, who are some celebrities uh, Tom Hanks or <laughs> some of them like that. most of us haven't If you ask the average person they haven't met any of those celebrities, why? Because they're extraordinary and because we feel as though we're extraordinary, they're not approachable. Mm. But when you're ordinary, people are people feel free to approach you. Mm. People can talk to you, people can open up to you. Yeah. So that's the benefit of being ordinary. Mm, true. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: Jesus definitely didn't come here to be a celebrity on yeah. earth. Mm-hmm. He was approachable. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, if there was anything extraordinary about him, it was just his demeanor, the way he yeah. walked, the way he spoke. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so so many characteristics to define extraordinary, but I don't think Jesus portrayed uh, extraordinary because he knew that this is what this would not necessarily appeal. You know, yeah. it, wouldn't, it would not it would not appeal the, the, the message yeah. or the point he was trying to make. And mm-hmm. just to be able to walk up to someone in, in those days, a Samaritan woman, Samaritan, had nothing to do with the Jews. They mm-hmm. were considered Gentiles, yeah. outcast. And yet he was so ordinary, he mm-hmm. was able to approach her. And can you think, he must have had some form of demeanor where she could have responded.
1: Mm-hmm. He
0: was a Jew. She could have ran, yeah. you know, she... Possibly taking the 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 idea of the, that she's insecure, inferior, mm-hmm. but Jesus never portrayed it. I think sometimes ordinary is what we need to be. Exactly. You know, we superiority and all of these words that we use. I don't think that's of God. It's of mm-hmm. Satan. You know, being number one, being the best. Mm-hmm. All of these things are not in the Bible. These yeah. are words that Christians should not use. Ordinary. So what is it about the celebrity because you brought it up yeah or um, even within the church that has us captivated
1: I think it's really the popularity yeah. the fame mm-hmm. the glamour the uh, illusion of power hmm. that captivates us and attracts us to being a celebrity I don't know what do you guys think
3: yeah I mean yeah. I think just the fact that someone is well known you know you want to say oh I know that person, Mm. or I've met Mm. them, Mm -hmm. just so that when you see them up there, you Mm. can say like, hey, I spoke (laughs) to that person, (laughs) you know?
0: Yeah. Mm. Association by proximity. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and then
3: that way you sort of feel important yourself, Mm because you're like, oh, I know this person. Mm -hmm. They they know me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so... Also, I think because they're so
2: famous, we want to be like them. Mm -hmm. So like, oh, let's just like, I don't know if it was Angelina Jolie, for example. Mm We could be like, oh, I want to be like Angelina Jolie, become popular. And Mm -hmm. just people will look at you then more. Because if you're like ordinary, Mm -hmm. then people Mm -hmm. won't even notice you. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's amazing. They, extraordinary. Mm -hmm. I mean, first off, I don't think they expect it to be extraordinary. A lot of people, even if you look in the context of the church, we just want to serve. We want to exemplify yeah. our mm-hmm. gifts, yeah. mm-hmm. whether it be in the church or outside the church. If we're good at something, we, we just wanted to just exemplify these gifts that have been given to us by God. Let someone call it extraordinary, but I don't believe that they themselves want to be placed on a plateau mm. or... A, a high acne point, a pedestal if you may, yeah. mm-hmm. in order that they may be worshiped uh, mm-hmm. or over appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe we ourselves sometimes look at people bit higher than they are yeah. and mm-hmm. you know sometimes it's even in relation to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We feel as if he's so high we can never be like him. Exactly. So why even try? Mm-hmm. You know we automatically just take away the idea that we could be like Jesus because mm-hmm. he's so extraordinary yeah. where he came here to be ordinary he became man and dwelt among us mm-hmm. in order that we can relate to him mm-hmm. and you know I, I feel as if it's it can,
1: it can really work both ways pros and cons. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and what's amazing about Christ is that he appears ordinary but really inside he's extraordinary mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know he came down as both um, human and God and to me that's extraordinary Mm-hmm. But on the outside, we would think he's an ordinary guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's
0: celebrity, huh? <laughs> I wouldn't want to be called a celebrity. Neither should you. <laughs> uh, but why is it so wrong to assume uh, that just because people are ordinary, mm-hmm. they lack uh, self-sufficiency? You know, so therefore are better prepared to trust God uh, completely.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why is it that it's wrong to assume this?
1: You know, ordinary does not necessarily mean that someone lacks self-sufficiency. You know, Mm -hmm. Isaiah 53 says that Christ was, um, he wasn't really comely. He wasn't one who was beautiful. Mm -hmm. He looked ordinary. Mm -hmm. But how many times did, um, but Christ was God. You know, he he was in need of nothing, you Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was considered ordinary by our standards. Yeah. Yeah, great point. What about you N- I actually no, really. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. all right I actually don't really know how to answer this question mm. guess it's very <laughs> complex in a way well, um, like the way I look at Jesus is that he's simple to our eyes and he wants us to see him as being simple so we understand him yeah. mm-hmm. but then again he's complicated because we have to figure it out on our own
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah so. it's amazing because extraordinary mm-hmm. people still need God. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, and Christ exemplified that Mm -hmm. through his baptism. Christ didn't have to be baptized. He was just still extraordinary. Mm -hmm. He prayed to God daily, every morning and evening, and he lacked nothing. But he Mm -hmm. still kept a close connection to God. Extraordinary people still need that connection.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Hmm.
0: Well put. Mm -hmm. Well put. So based on Acts chapter 2, verse um, 43 and 47, Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask one of you to read it quickly. Mm -hmm. And then someone else, Acts 4, chapter 32 to 37. Tell me, in what ways did the early Christians apply the principles of universal acceptance? As we go over it quickly, Noemi, can sure. you read Acts chapter two
2: for me, forty-three to forty-seven? Yeah. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and sin- signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together, and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all, as any one had needed. So continuing daily with one accord this temple in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you, and Acts chapter 4, 32 to 37.
3: Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul, neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them whom lacked for all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them, and bought the proceeds of the things that were sold, and laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed to each as anyone had needed. And Joseph, who was also named Barnabas, by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet.
0: Mm -hmm. So what ways did the early Christians apply the principle of universal acceptance? You know,
1: let's take a look at Acts chapter 2. Okay. You know, it says that they uh, met every day. Mm -hmm. And so really, they met every day outside of church. That's amazing to me. Some of us only see each other once a week, and that's on Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they that's met true. every day, and in seeing that, I see sort of a small groups, mm-hmm. a small mm-hmm. groups ministry which they had, and in that small groups, they, uh, they if you read in that scripture, they had like uh, basically a community, mm-hmm. and um, I found in reading in my study that they had three elements to that small groups ministry, mm-hmm. and that was uh, a spirit of community, discipleship, and evangelism. Oh yeah, they added. To that group every day, they studied together, they learned together, and then they pray. They prayed together for each other's needs. They helped each other out both spiritually and practically. Yeah, and then they added more to it.
3: <laughs>
1: when we're able to do that, when we're able to have that spirit of community, we can add more to our group, more to the overall body of Christ. Yeah,
0: you know, mm-hmm. I I can't help but think about it. But something um, my grandmother used to say: wherever. It, there is food, you can find people.
1: amen. <laughs> There's one common
0: factor we all have to eat. And it's yeah. amazing you look in the story when it comes to discipleship and fellowship. Yeah. Jesus was adamant about breaking of bread, you know, eating the fish, you know. Yeah. And I'm sure there are many times they just broke bread together, yeah. they ate, you know. Yeah. Even when the Samaritan woman was at the well, Jesus met uh, uh, the Samaritan woman at the well. It was something to drink. Yeah. He always found a way to connect with them mm-hmm. in an ordinary fashion because people know you love food. You yeah like yeah. to eat uh-huh. it's a common denominator mm-hmm. and it's an easy way to make everything approachable and it's a mm-hmm. universal acceptance yeah. we yeah. all need food whether yeah. literally or figuratively speaking if we don't even know it spiritually speaking we all need food we may not like the exact same type of food or the way it's presented you may eat potatoes i might like rice but we both need <laughs> carbohydrates whether yeah. they're empty carbs or not but there's a universal acceptance of mm-hmm. of 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 the way that Christians apply today. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing that we need to do today. I mean, why would I want to hear what you have to say if you've never broken bread with me? Mm -hmm. Jesus never preached scripture Mm -hmm. until he made sure they had something to eat, clothes on their back, Mm -hmm. shelter. Mm -hmm. These are essential uh, aspects and that's where I believe more said evangelism comes into play. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. When were crucial hinge points or uh, times in your life where you remembered that scripture or like someone really Mm. exemplified being a Christian was it at Sabbath school was it at church or was it maybe at someone's house for dinner and a a conversation sparked Mm -hmm. up uh, about Jesus Mm -hmm. maybe you have a memory I mean that's what I think about it Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. you know back in DC a lot of people would come together at restaurants I've seen a lot of people do this where they just uh, break bed and sip tea and uh, study the Word of God and a lot of people have been discipled and won to Christ through that method Mm. Mm -hmm.
3: yeah, I feel that um, every time like I think adding food or any kind of thing to eat or drink really adds that um, aspect of comfort like yeah. you feel like you're mm-hmm. at home or you know, it's very laid back it's open mm-hmm. you are more like um, Open to ideas and mm-hmm. stuff like that because you are being physically fed so then that allows for the spiritual aspect to come in
0: yeah Mm -hmm. a universal acceptance means that our needs need to be met Mm -hmm. we have needs we have human needs and before we accept any you know indoctrination no let me remove that before we adhere to any principles Mm -hmm. of the bible or, or precepts we want our needs to be met because mm-hmm. we're human beings. And I believe that's what Christ's obligation has mm-hmm. always been. And he still wants us to do now. Yep. And we have to be very mindful of the fact that we're just mm-hmm. ordinary mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Yeah. And so I want to ask, what do you think holds us back from being like the people? Mm-hmm. And when I say like them, let's think about the Christians in those days that learned discipleship through Christ mm-hmm. and the disciples. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. I'm talking about disciples. Mm. What keeps us Mm. from being like them? What holds us back?
2: I guess uh, sometimes it can be just plain stubbornness and pride.
0: Mm.
2: We think that, oh, like we're not good enough, you know, so that can hold us back hold us back from being like them. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are afraid to see what the consequences might be if we do go ahead. It could be good, but we don't know if that's gonna be good or not. So Mm. maybe um, being scared can hold us back, too. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. That spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think a lack of a spirit of community, you know, and uh, wanting to get to know people hold us back. Mm-hmm. You know?
3: Yeah, I think also sometimes we, we're not as concerned about others. Mm-hmm. Like, I, as, as humans, I think it's our nature to just be self-centered. Oh, yeah. um, and I think that any other... Um, thing comes from God and so if you're not in communion with God um, on a regular basis like daily um, you're just gonna want to like fend for yourself yeah. and uh, so that's another thing that I feel we're prone to and so I think that it's good to first um, attend, attend to your own needs mm-hmm. but then also reach out to others mm. Mm. when once you're spiritually filled oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and even in Reaching out to others, God then blesses you at the same time.
0: That's a great point, Andrea. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about accountability when you're Mm -hmm. talking about that because each of you mentioned something very important. You know, we're selfish. We don't want to be our brother's keeper. Mm -hmm. We do not want to be accountable for or even to someone, and sometimes that's what caring entails. Mm -hmm. I said it before, and I'll say it again. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm-hmm. And accountability is essential. We we knew the we know the responsibility, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. For example, right. if you if you've invited someone over to your house and you know, you've broken bread with them, you've had a great fellowship and and they had a good time. You know, in their minds, they want to say, I can't wait until this happens again. Mm -hmm. But you have to be accountable to them Mm -hmm. as they are accountable to you as well. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a relationship. Mm -hmm. God doesn't want us to be pretentious. He wants us to be intentional. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think intentional, uh, uh, being intentional allows us really to be more like uh, the disciples of Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ. Their ministry was plainly Mm -hmm. intentional. Jesus was intentional when he chose his 12 Mm -hmm. and he told the 12 to be intentional when you choose your 12 Mm -hmm. and that's what we need to to
1: consider and that Mm -hmm. allows honestly i think that's extraordinary in and of itself Mm -hmm. you know our society today is uh very individualistic you Mm -hmm. know i'm doing my own thing um i don't need to care about everyone else i want to get ahead of someone else so why should i have community why should i bring someone else into my arena my circle Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. but extraordinary people are those who go against the culture
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. paradigm shifts exactly yeah Yeah. Yeah. i like that i really like that Mm -hmm. so tell me why should disciple makers then concentrate on practical subjects (laughs) rather than on theoretical ones
2: Um, noemi please yeah i think that being more practical with people is like you're on their level Mm -hmm. you know you're friends with them and that's like it's not good enough but like you know you're just being on their level trying to understand them and things like that because if you go like theoretical like immediately they'll probably get like like scared of you like what are you doing like please calm down you know and so i feel like being more f- practical being more simple with them just trying to understand their needs and things like that it's more of a relational kind of thing yeah yeah,
3: yeah. yeah and also like once you once you're practical with someone then you can get into the theory behind things. Like for example I play the piano. Mm -hmm. When I was growing up I loved the practical part and that's what got me into it. I didn't necessarily like all the they're le- learning how to write the music and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. learn all the details you know I wanted to get into it I wanted to jump right into it because mm-hmm. that's something I can use to show others mm-hmm. you know so I feel it's the same thing with with the um, God's Word like you know you learn how to live it mm-hmm. and then you get back and you get into the the mm-hmm. details mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. know like our fundamental beliefs you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so you start getting into that information mm-hmm. later on
1: well yeah. my um, belief is that us as a church when you have a th- theology of methodology. And that what I mean is we need to have a theology of uh, love, mm-hmm. kindness, caring, openness, and that will impact our methodology, our practicality. Mm-hmm. You know, if we have that theology living and breathing within our hearts, within us, if we're living and breathing it daily, we can really impact this church, impact the world yes. mm-hmm. you know, on a practical level. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. So tell me then, what can our Bible study groups or growth groups or discipleship groups do to Become more user friendly for ordinary people. Mm-hmm. What what can what can they do? We if we want to be inclusive. Mm-hmm. What would you do in order to reach a friend that you know has not accepted Jesus Christ?
2: Mm, well, from personal experience, um, I have friends obviously who haven't accepted it, Jesus, and uh, what I do is just pretty much I just I'm friends with them, mm-hmm. and then once in a while I say I'm praying for you. Do you have anything? That you want me to pray for you, mm-hmm. and when I do, they are always so thankful. And I'm like, I'm still doing some sort of ministry, mm-hmm. even though they don't know what it is. It's still some sort of ministry. Yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's actually awesome. I mean, <laughs> I I know a lady that actually bakes cookies.
1: Mm.
0: and attaches the cookies to a list of scriptural text. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes pe- persons do not want you to pray for them, yeah. you know, because cultural, you know, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, indifferences and yeah. all of these other things. But like I said, once again, food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a gateway to the heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe random acts of kindness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yes. they play a, a huge impact on an individual. I will remember someone who decided to clean my car because my wrist was broken mm. or someone who decided to shop for my groceries when mm-hmm. I couldn't walk because I mm-hmm. had a broken leg and these are all things that I've heard stories of that individuals have accepted Christ mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of a random act mm-hmm. of kindness mm-hmm. it had nothing to do with the theoretical mm-hmm. aspect yeah. mm-hmm. of
1: knowledge and indoctrination. Mm-hmm. What I learned from my parents relationship is that it's the little things that count
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I know the ladies here would agree with that as well oh, yeah. Yeah. it's the small things that count that make a big impact yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. and you know you know as a church of disciples you know what must we do what do you think we must do to be effective uh, instruments for the Lord and uh, you know for legacy justice and human rights because we live in a world where all of these things matter what do you think we must do to be effective
1: You know, uh, Brendan, I really think our theology, like I said earlier, our theology has to uh, be in our methodology. Mm -hmm. Our theology of love, acceptance, kindness needs to be in our methods, needs to be in our evangelism, our small groups, our our, uh, ministry to the uh, sick and the downtrodden. It needs to be there. Yeah because if you're doing all this stuff and we don't have love, love yeah. people just think it's okay you're just doing this to do it yeah, you I mean, know they don't like you said earlier people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care even when mm-hmm. they have done
0: wrong to you or to others love grace mercy we read it in mm-hmm. the text before in Luke chapter 2 and in uh-huh. Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 4 mm-hmm. grace and mercy was mm-hmm. extended because mm. we make mistakes mm-hmm.
1: yeah. well look at Rwanda during the genocide in, back in 94 um, the, last per- the last American to stay in the country was a Seventh-day Adventist pastor. I remember watching Discovery Channel and I was um, surprised. This guy said, I stayed here and risked my life because mm-hmm. I cared about those people and he saved hundreds of lives. I mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. love. Wow. Love is the universal language and I believe <laughs> that uh, it is the, the key message that Jesus has preached, he exemplified. <laughs> when you show people that you love them, Um, just not by saying it, but literally by your actions, Mm -hmm. you play a a huge impact. And if you would like to join in the discussion, visit our Facebook webpage off the link at www.sabbatschoolu.org. That's www.sabbatschoolu.org. For Sabbath School University, I'm Brendan Albury. We'll see you next week.